Welcome to the Righteous Indignation Podcast. It's your boy, Psych Word Poppy, a.k.a. Remy Friday. This is episode 38. You know what I'm saying? I'm finna get right into it, though. It's Monday. Week 5 started already. And it's over. You know what I'm saying? So, okay. Okay, let's go. Check my account. It's a madness. You don't know me, you better get to know me Stand up tall right next to Kobe A young G, I had the weapon on me Slice up work like pepperoni The police still arrest the homies No statement, no testimony Spit in your face with extra bogey It's my time, I don't flex a rollie On cloud nine, a man's extra cozy Grease! I might switch it okay. up and direct a movie Pussy all tried to execute me Died and came back as fella cootie Don't phone me, send a text to Julie OVO man so unruly South by ride out, no Suzuki Got the Austin powers, a man's extra groovy Grease! Front row jacket, tailor made Crackhead swag with a razor blade Red umbrella when I make it rain My whole team winning, we don't play a game Sound like me, but they ain't the same See them online trying to fake the fame They wanna bust jokes, they think I'm Damon Wayne. You know, a lot of people have been questioning, who, who is this guy? I think I'm going to tell y'all today, you know what I'm saying? Just a little intro. Reintroduction of me. You're nothing like me, I'm a fucking villain. Go against me, that's a tough decision. Police wish I was stuck in prison. Fish eye lens on my tunnel vision. Real life grease when I touch the rhythm. Still the same guy when I touch the million. Record labels wanted us to listen, but it's greatness only for the love of Britain. I say it how it is and no fucks are given. Grease! Don't forget to remember me, yeah. especially all my enemies. Keep your eyes on me with your jealousy. The most solid gang that you will ever see. Just came back from the embassy. Check my crime sheet, check my legacy. And now I'm back on tour. So what are you telling me? Taliban, Halloween. Pull up in the whip with the gasoline. Yeah, that's that boy from the magazine. Bust my dance at the cash machine. I can back it up, bounce on my trampoline. Like Martin Luther, man, I had a dream. Now it's my world, you can have the scene. All right, we here. It's Monday. You know what I'm saying? I've already been to class. Uh, yesterday was Sunday. Obviously, if today's Monday, I had this cannabis event that I went to, so I really didn't have too much time to throw a podcast in it. But, you know, I came home today and I feel great. I also feel great because I've been microdosing, so that's one thing, you know what I'm saying? I remember to take my microdose pill this morning. Mm. So now I'm feeling good. I'm smoking on some, uh, Ooh. yeah, it's the last, it's a little bit left of this cereal a la mode that I got. I got one nug left that I'm going to do a little bit of um photos with, you know what I'm saying? But. Uh, shout out to the gang and them. I should have a re-up soon. You know what I'm saying? Don't ever count me out. But I wanted to touch on some stuff. I got a lot of people listening. I got a lot of new people listening to my podcast now, a lot of my classmates and stuff. And they probably like, yo, who is this guy? Like, how did he get into the situation that he's in right now? And I feel like, you know what? The best way for me to tell that is to just go ahead and reintroduce myself. And... I wanted to sit here today and talk about because I was thinking to myself the other day, like, you know, I've been in school for a long time and I want to know what the differences are. Like, I feel like I obviously feel like there's a lot of differences. However, I haven't really sat and thought about it. You know what I'm saying? I haven't really sat there in, 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 in the moment and like put those thoughts into words. So. I've been in school since like 2008. Well, I mean, we've all been in school since we were born, technically. Not born, but, you know, old enough. But I graduated high school in 2008, and then I immediately went to high, in, into college. I went into college because my parents gave me an ultimatum. You know what I'm saying? It's either you go to school or you move out. <laughs> because what you living in this house for if you're not going to school? Facts. So I decided to go to school. Now... To not make a long story longer, you know what I'm saying? Uh, school, my first time around, was completely different. You know what I'm saying? It was new. It was, I was the first time out of my house. I was far enough to be far enough. You know what I'm saying? Like, I lived on campus. And I was in another state, too. So, 
that helps. So I went to school in Iowa. Um, and I got into a fight the first weekend I was there. <laughs> my first, my first weekend, I got into a fight with this football guy. It was wild. You know what I'm saying? It kind of set the tone for, for, for my, um, for the rest of my time there at school. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? It was a it was big shoes to 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 keep walking around in type shit. Um I think what happened was we were just walking around, you know what I'm saying? It was just all all of us we just moved into campus. Nobody knew anybody. We just walking around, living life. Um I walked down to the female burden, not burden, yuck. To the to where the girls stayed, you know what I'm saying? So it's like four floors, I believe. The first floor was males, the second floor was females. The third and fourth floor were males, if I can remember. So niggas is just walking around, you know what I'm saying? And everybody got their dorms open and shit like that. I remember walking down there. There was some guy, Sammy, ended up being a good friend, still friend. But walking down saying, just saying Jamaican shit. <laughs> I don't remember what this nigga was saying. Said about what a bomb box something, right? Anyways, just this ugly ass, big Shrek looking nigga, bruh. Just going into people's rooms, being extra. I forgot what the conversation was about, but I, I was like, bro, they don't even want you in this room, bro. How about you just bounce? And the nigga said a couple choice words to me. That still didn't do it, but I feel like he had, I don't remember, bro. A nigga called me a bitch or something. You would have to ask one of my friends about that shit. They'd probably remember it more than me because I don't remember that shit. But this nigga called me something. So I ended up having to throw hands with this nigga. Now, mind you, this is a football player, and I'm a little dude, bruh. I'm skinnier than a bitch at this time. I'm still kind of skinny, you know what I'm saying, for legs and arms. But I was also skinny. <laughs> I was just skinny, you know, and this a big nigga, and he talking mad cash shit. And you know what I'm saying? I had to be nimble and quick, so I had to wop, 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 wop him a couple of times, move, you know what I'm saying, pivot, you know what I'm saying, duck, weave, bob, you know what I'm saying? But a nigga handled his business, and he whipped niggas' ass, you know what I'm saying? So, and then I think a couple of my football, a couple of the guys that I ended up being friends with um, came to help me out, you know what I'm saying? They kind of de-escalated the situation, like held that nigga away, and da-da-da-da-da, but the shit was crazy. I do remember there was one time like a couple months later that I was in the elevator and then this nigga walked up in the elevator and it was just us. And I was like, fuck, I'm going to have to fight this nigga again. <laughs> and I was like, just the whole time on edge in the elevator. Like, and I think he was on the third floor or some shit like that and had to go on the fourth floor. So niggas was in it for the ride. But also academically, I was horrible. Academically, I... Um, found it very hard to make it to my classes. This is when Grand Theft Auto first came out, and best believe, like, bro, I remember sitting there playing it every single day. The only thing I really went, the only thing I did, I had four or five classes, maybe, and basketball. And I think the only thing I ever did, bro, was make it to my public speaking class, because I had to do nothing but just speak in that bitch. My public speaking class, I failed out of my radio and TV broadcasting early, and then I had some other shit, and then I made it to basketball practices, and to the games, and whatever else the basketball niggas was doing, more than likely, I was there with them, but I never made it to my classes, bro. Like, I remember when the semester was over, like, yo, what happened to the semester, my nigga? What have I been doing? And he's like, bro, you literally sat there and played the game every, <laughs> every single day, bruh. And there's no exaggeration. Niggas would be partying, and I would still be sitting there playing the game on the TV. Niggas would be coming in and out. Niggas would be doing homework. Niggas would be trying to fuck hoes. All types of shit. Nah, the game, nigga. <laughs> Yo, it was a hassle, bro. We can't get this nigga out of the room, bro. We, yo, we, we trying to have our own fun, you know what I'm saying? That boy Remy with the vibes. Like, bro, I'm literally just thinking about the video game. After the first semester and I realized I failed and I wasted my parents' money, reality kicked in. <laughs> Not only was it on academic suspension or whatever, I was just, it was the worst case 
of somebody starting school and like my parents paid for me to go to school mind you like and i barely did any like uh loans and shit like that so they pay for me to go to school and this is our gift to you get out the house go do something good for yourself and i did i became a good a very good video game player <laughs> so anyway second semester comes through right how are we gonna get to school we're not paying for this again you just blew our money what, what, what do we say? Only idiots would give more money to a kid who just flunked out of school. So you know what I did? I signed up to be an RA, a resident assistant, which, wait a minute. How are you going to do that when you're on academic suspension? Well, because I have the gift of gab. You know what I'm saying? And I had the interview and they're like, well, everything looks great except for your academics. Like we couldn't put you in a role of mentorship and your grades are like this. I said, hey, listen, you know, maybe if I did get this position. That would make me hold myself even more accountable than I'm holding myself now. You know, I realized these mistakes that I made, you know what I'm saying? And I know there's nobody there that's going to be helping me. You know, I don't want to let my parents down. This is the only opportunity that I have left. I will give it my all and da, da, da. And everything I said, I meant. And I got a job. I got a job like a week before school started. Niggas was sweating bricks. Ooh, that was like one of the longest winter breaks ever. Was it a winter break? Yep, because you then you sign up for classes again. So, bruh, winter was cold. Colder than usual in Connecticut. I'm going to spark this one back out here. But I started learning things my second semester. Actually, I started learning things from the moment I got there. I started realizing that people are liars. I think that's when I first started calling women bitches. Bruh, I was against it completely hey you can't call girls that bro that's disrespectful dog then i seen a couple of them do some real devilish things and it was over from there <coughs> but i ended up coming back that semester as an ra and also as um basically the manager of the basketball team because all my friends were on the basketball team and basically if them niggas wasn't doing it I wasn't either. <laughs> so, you know, we developed a, a, a close friendship. And it wasn't that I wanted to play basketball. It was just that I, kicked, I clicked with these niggas. And then I was an RA. I became the RA for the basketball team and the baseball team. And then I ended up saving a lot of people and their, their, their educational careers. You know what I'm saying? I ended up looking out for a lot of motherfuckers. Niggas might not remember these things. But some people do. But anyways, fast forward to now, last year, me starting school again. Um, <clears throat> after so many years, you know what I'm saying? I will say there was a, a lot of similarities in, like, just nervousness. Everybody deals with this. Not everybody, because I don't know everybody. I deal with this every time these new, are new things, right? New classes. I still, for the life of me, in week five, I'm not a hundred percent on where my classes are at i still have to look at my schedule like brad where am i going you know what i'm saying but i feel like <clears throat> the differences would be relatability it was i i i meshed in day one you know what i'm saying like after that fight i was integrated in that university niggas knew me <laughs> you know what i'm saying um <clears throat> Here, I feel like it's a lot different. People know me, but they don't know me. They know me for different reasons. I stand out a lot more than I did then. Uh, and in good ways. You know what I'm saying? There's a lot of older people that go to school that need it. There's a lot of older people that are in school because they fucked off on their life and they da-da-da-da-da. I'm not in that situation. I'm actually having a, a, a grand old time. You know what I'm saying? I'm actually getting paid to go to school. <laughs> Who would have thought? Niggas is paying me to, hey, man, we pay you to go to classes, bro. You know what I'm saying? Just whatever you want to do, we got you. Money is there. Thank you. Appreciate it. I'll take it. I will say my accountability is a lot stronger. I find myself even living single right now. Not really be wanting to get on the game. You know what I'm saying? There's so many other things that I could be doing in my head and in real life that the game, I don't just sit there and I escape. There's no real escaping going on. There's a lot of addressing situations and being in the moment so far and i hope at the end of this week i feel the same way but so far i have been ahead of schedule i have been kept, i've kept up with my work um i definitely need to do some today so i could keep that same notion in two days but 
the accountability is definitely there a lot more you know what i'm saying and i'm a lot more focused back then i was just it was a lot going on it was first like life you know what i'm saying i understand how a lot of these people feel right now but also what happened was i i i, I attached myself to people that needed to be there you know what i'm saying like i was or, i mean i did miss my classes the first semester but we're not gonna hold myself accountable too much on the first semester i fucked off i got my shit off and then i changed um here it's just it was just getting acclimated with everything getting used to just just a lot of different things but a lot more anxiety was involved in this second time around and there still is you know what i'm saying back then i was the anxiety of I don't want to say something and get in trouble versus now I don't want to say so. it's not about I don't not, I'm not getting in trouble now. Well, I mean I did get put on suspension last semester. <laughs> I'm a wild, but the things I got put on suspension for last semester is fucking asinine. You feel me? And I'm proud of myself for how I handled that. And if you don't know about it, you could go back and listen to some of the episodes. And maybe at some point I'll talk about it again if you're new. But definitely last semester I got into it with one of the teachers that some of y'all might have. And that nigga ass. Trash. Garbage. You feel me? They did a little interview today for a new uh, communications teacher. Yeah, and I know who his replacement is going to be. You know what I'm saying? Um, But... It's just a lot of different things. I'm an adult now. I have a lot more responsibilities. I know myself more. I know my learning styles more. I know a lot of mo- I, I know a lot more about myself now than I did before in the school setting. And also, I was in a position of teaching. I was in a position of 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 making lessons, doing this, doing that, making grading shit, um, making sure people knew what the fuck was going on. You know what I'm saying? Training people from nothing type shit. So a lot more comes into it the second time around. But what I notice is it never really was me, bro. You know what I'm saying? It never really was that I was a bad person. It just was there was not a lot of things attaching my attention to school. Like all the other shit. And, and mind you, my, my community college that I went to and lived on campus was like a D1 community college. D1 JUCO. And it was like big time. You know what I'm saying? Like they had some money over there. You know, we had bricks. That was the barracks. Not the barracks. That was the, <laughs> that was the, the dorms, the regular dorms. We called them the bricks because it was a brick building. Then they had the apartment complexes, which was little apartments, whatevers. And then they had the suites. You know what I'm saying? That was the new building. Yeah, nice. I don't think the suites was there first year. Or it was starting to be there, but they had the suites. You know what I'm saying? That was up, up there where the rich folks lived. And then eventually it was like the basketball girls and shit like that. How the fuck they get over there in the suites? Nigga, we want suites treatment. But... A lot of things change. I think the thing that really changed the most is the fact that I did. I I felt like I needed to 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 do something there. That was going to be the definition of my life. Like if I failed out of school, what would I have become? What would I have done? What would I da 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 da? So fell out of the classes and answered to my parents. You know what I'm saying? I don't have to answer them niggas now. (laughs) Also because I'm way more responsible. So it's not like I disrespect them and tell them to fuck off. It's just now I hold myself a lot more accountable. So it's not something that I have to hide from them type shit. But hold on. I think just relatability is one of the things that I'm having an issue with now because I feel like as somebody who's gone through more of life, I have more experience and I move different. You know what I'm saying? I move a lot more open than some people might be used to i'll have a conversation with you just because we have a class you know what i'm saying we're gonna be in class for the next 16 some weeks <coughs> why not just talk say hey if y'all want to do something let me know you know what i'm saying i'll cook da-da-da-da-da. i'm very open and welcoming i'm very hospitality ha- hospitable initially um what i do see now is a lot of people just looking at me weird and crazy like oh my god i'm not gonna hang out with this guy he's fucking old da-da-da-da-da. let it be known that more than likely, I've already done more with my life than the majority of you ever will complete or accomplish or strive to fucking do. <clears throat> so I feel like a lot of people come in there and they look at me and they judge me like, oh, God, this guy's old. What a loser. Da, 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 da. But wait, first of all, <laughs> pay attention to who this nigga is. You know what I'm saying? Uh, why am I here? What am I going to do? What am I currently doing? These are things that I felt like I needed to i always ask people like this and also because i'm an immigrant so i think differently about these kind of things i know people to be older to be going to school and stuff like that so that was never something that was weird to me i would see these niggas 
And I'd probably, if anything, try to be more cool with them because they might have something more to offer life-wise than the average student. You know what I'm saying? <clears throat> but it might be different. And also, I'm very glad that I'm not a fucking weirdo that just wants to be hanging out with motherfuckers and like, hey, next time you guys have a party, let me know. I've been invited to a couple parties and I have easily, comfortably said no. Fuck no is really what I said. <laughs> and I laughed at one of them. Like, bro, I'm not coming to that fucking party, bro. But let's get back on track, right? So evolving as a student and as an individual is something that years, 10 years about will take, right? So, and I think it's a 10-year gap, like 2000 and I don't know. About a 10-year gap, right? Because I think, I think, I think, whoa. I think I got done with school like 2011. I cannot remember my time frames. I, I, I don't sit there and remember. But anyways, I think it was at least eight. It had to have been eight because I was in the military for eight. And I did something a year before I joined. And then I took two years off. I don't know. So at least 10 in between. And in those 10 years, a lot has happened. I had a whole career. I joined the military. I got retired from the military medically retired in eight and a half almost nine years so now i'm coming back to school as a retired veteran well a retired well a disabled combat veteran right a retired disabled combat veteran so i have those titles to at least be a little cushion for when i'm sitting down well that's what happened and a lot of things can happen you know what I'm saying? A lot of people might do careers. Like, yeah, I was doing this job and I realized it was shit or I realized it's phasing out, so I'm trying to come back again. That's not my situation. My situation is a lot more cozy. Um, I took two years off to rehabilitate my socializing skills and my perspective on life. So school is really has been, like, I put school as the purpose. School is my purpose right now, navigating through school. Not the actual degree, but going through school. Can I do some things that I once failed at? Can I do them better? So that's where this whole thing comes in. That's why I try harder as a student. That's why I try harder as a peer. That's why I be cussing the fuck out of these teachers when they talk to me disrespectful. And that's why I adore some of these teachers even more now in my older age for really trying. Like Dr. Trung, I really appreciate her for actually trying. She's very repetitive and she wants to make sure everybody knows what's going on. You know what I'm saying? And she's going to try and be like, beat a dead horse if you want to kind of thing. But more times out of none, you kind of need that in school because there's a lot of shit that you miss because teachers don't be bringing that shit up too many times. Like, damn, I forgot we had that dude. She'll definitely be bringing that shit up. And she definitely tries to keep it very, very relatable. You know what I'm saying? So appreciating these kind of things. My out-of-school life is a lot different. I'm not working and being in school, which was kind of stressful, but also fun. Fun because I was doing a lot of things. Stressful because I was not accomplishing school work. Now I have my own place. Now I kind of put myself in those work positions. It, one thing I still have not accomplished, which I see a lot of niggas doing, is being able to do homework from another class while you're in one class. Now there's two classes. That I could probably do some homework in. And one of them is definitely intro to business. Like, bro, that nigga, do you talking about shit? I need to learn to accomplish stuff. That's an hour and a half or whatever the fuck that I could do some homework. You know what I'm saying? Two birds, one stone. These are the kind of things that I'm trying to, like, sharpen my skills with. But showing up to class, definitely a big thing right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, I, I, that's just normal to me. Why not? I'm in school. I'm going to class. It's literally one of the only things that I need to do. So I make it to class and that's like my thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't think about it is what I'm saying. I'm not bragging that I go to class. Listen to what the fuck I'm saying. I skipped an entire semester at one point in my life. Now I make it a priority to want to go to class. Like, I actually look forward to going to these classes, which is why I also try to look forward and try to make relationships in said classes with people so it's more fun for everybody. 
You know what I'm saying? Like, this is a whole, like, experience that we all have to have. Why not make it fun? Why not make it easier? Why not make it so that it's easy to help each other and da-da-da-da-da, bridge gaps for foreign to, to regular students? Just, I'm all of them. So I know, I know how I, I, I'm every single one of those students. I'm an islander, foreign, civilian, veteran, disabled, abled student. One thing I'm probably not falling under right now is athletic. <laughs> so I'm not an athlete. Well, I mean, I can run some circles around some niggas now. You know what I'm saying, baby? <laughs> oh, but that's a different story. But anyways, it's something that I really, it's 420. Shout out to me and smoking a big B right now. You know what I'm saying? We don't waste no time on the 420s. But just looking at the evolution, just sometimes it, it's something that I have to give myself because sometimes I am a little bit harder on myself. But this semester, I've been very transparently a lot more happier and comfortable in where I'm at. You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to be way more present. I'm trying not to. I know how this shit is, bro. You blinking and you stressed, bro. I, I, I see the shit. So I try to get ahead of the game. Um, I saw how it sucked last semester to not have friends in classes and doing all these projects by myself and shit. And then talking to these people, becoming friends with them after midterms and shit and being like, fuck, we could have been doing this shit the whole time. So I try to skip a couple weeks and just be more open and be more, you know what I'm saying, friendly, which I sometimes see it does not work the way some people see it. Like some people are like, oh, my God, I wish I had class with you again or, oh, my God, blah, blah, blah. But some people just, they don't see. And then navigating through those gaps is like the challenges of, it's, it's more, it's not as challenging now. It just comes with different challenges. You know, mentally, like waking up to that 845 class, not beating myself up, actually putting forth some effort and then taking the knowledge that I'm learning and putting it into other things. You know what I'm saying? Like actually trying to have a plan for the future. <sighs> Talking to potential bridges for success. You know what I'm saying? I'm not just going to school and just fucking off. There's a lot of things that I think about. So my current student life, my academic pursuits, you know what I'm saying? Like, it sucks. I don't have the best grades still. <laughs> because it's still a lot of, like, it's, it's me, but it's also them not giving me the opportunity to be a better me. For instance, instead of me writing a one-page fucking paper, how about you say you can also send an audio in of the the homework like give a verbal response and you know what i'm saying like which would still be so i can know that you know exactly like so i so i know you did the work which i would be able to explain it a lot better like if you want me to go sit down and write i'm dumbing it down i'm dumbing it down i'm dumbing it down again i'm gonna make it sound real uninterested because i just ugh, it's in my head but i didn't ugh. you know what i'm saying a lot of us have the ability to verbalize our knowledge Verses have to constantly write. I feel like that's always something that's been holding me back. But I have ADHD and I know how to work around those things. And I know how to explain them. And I also know how to not beat myself up for it. You know what I'm saying? Like in my um, argument and debate class, we have to take live notes during debates. And it's extremely hard for me. Extremely hard for me to listen, write notes, and then like, bread. And then y'all not speaking proper English half the time. And then da 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 and then y'all not making it clear, and then it's me. Like, it's hard for somebody like me to be in the moment, listen, and write. You know what I'm saying? So I had, like, I, I'm mature enough now to be like, hey, Dr. Hart, it's gonna, my notes are going to look like trash, but understand that I'm trying. Understand that I'm actually still trying to pay attention. So if you ask me what I remember, I might be able to tell you more than what my notes are showing. But don't let my notes reflect my participation. So now I know how to have this conversation with you ahead of time and i'm an adult why the fuck am i lying about this shit bro these notes are harder all right but just giving forth some effort you know what i'm saying and then having i didn't fail at anything <laughs> so i'm not back in school because i failed at something all right i'm back in school because now i feel like i'm ready to do life again and this is one of the first things <coughs> first milestones of life as a civilian again that I feel like I want to be able to say I accomplished that will open up more opportunities and doors from my perspective of things that I could do. 
I'm retired, like I said. So if you know what retirement comes with, that's what it comes with. So I'm not like people are like, what do you do? Like nothing, bro. Go to school, nigga. For fuck. Why do you think I need to be doing something? Like y'all thought I failed. You thought you you think I'm a failure, don't you? Oh, mm. Mm. I see. And it's a good look because this is one thing that my parents made sure that I did not have is major failures in life. It made sure that I knew more about myself and knew my direction. I mean, I still don't know. Like, I remember there was times when I couldn't. I'm not going to say that because in 2023, that sounds like um, <clears throat> abuse. But there was times when I, I had to prolongly sit in a moment of finding out what I wanted to do. I remember my dad at one point was telling me, like, you need to tell me what you want to do with your life. Like, what kind of career do you want to do when you grow up? And, bruh, I could not for the life of me give you an answer i still kind of can't can't like you know what i'm saying like it's so hard for me to pinpoint one specific thing other than being like that nigga you know what i'm saying i just want to be popular famous like but in a good way for the things that i do type shit <clears throat> but i mean back then also you know also in a different culture third world culture and stuff like that wanting to be a superstar <laughs> ain't something you really want to just unless you um jackson five and them ain't something parents really sitting down trying to hear like no 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 academically what do you want to do with your life so i feel like that's reintroducing schoolboy remy for real a lot of people don't know these things about me and i don't sit there and tell them you know what i'm saying <clears throat> I know you see a fly guy walking around school smelling like weed and all that shit, but it's more to me, dog. Um, I come from a lot. I come from a very high quality of life. I come from, I, I contributed a lot to this country. I've contributed a lot to this world. I've contributed a lot as a human being already, and I'm just continuing to do the same thing. And there's a lot of people in school right now who know exactly what I'm talking about. I look out for a lot of people. <clears throat> it's, if I see the appreciation in your eyes, you feel me? I fucks with you. Half of the time, it's never about what somebody can give me. It's about how can I amplify somebody else's life, which will further amplify mine. Little things that motherfuckers used to give niggas back in the day. You know what I'm saying? Like, being an RA, having my own room changed my whole life. You know what I'm saying? Or, like, looking out for somebody else. Or me saying, hey, man, we about to do room checks in 30 minutes. Get them bitches out your fucking room, nigga, because I'm going to be with the cops. It's still a level of respect. You know what I'm saying? Like, and then writing niggas up that, hey, man, nigga, your room smell like mad weed right now. And the cop behind me, and he finna come in here and look for this shit. Ain't nothing I could do about it, bro. You just gonna have to take this little L. Don't snitch on nobody else. I'm gonna look out for you and all this shit. Ain't probably just gonna be a writer for some da 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 type shit versus, you know what I'm saying, strong arming motherfuckers and, and, and playing God with people, which a lot of people love to do. I used my position to really help people. Even now, my position in cannabis, you know what I'm saying? Like, shout out to the Cannabis Society of Hawaii. Shout out to Kai and all of them. There's a lot of people that see value in me, and I still, I give, bro. Like, I'm a, I, I'm, I just, I support, I give, I amplify, I acknowledge, I constructively critique, I keep it one thou. Wow. You feel me? So, a lot of people value those qualities a lot of people value me as a human being because i'm a solid human being like when you talk about what you want a human being to probably be like a lot of them mention me they don't know they're talking about me <laughs> but hey that sounds like me you know apart from the workout part and and, and adventurous type shit I, you know a lot of those qualities i embody as a human being are qualities of what a baseline over above average human being has. Let me not go ahead and put myself in normalcy. Uh, and above average, I have qualities of an above average human being. <laughs> Definitely a lot of eight. I have, of course, I have qualities of a baseline because I'm past that. So, yes, I have that and more. So, <clears throat> that's what I'm saying. You feel me? But, anyways, um, Comfort zones. A lot of people in their comfort zones, man. Comfort zone will keep you mediocre as a bitch. I, I have a lot of friends. I have a lot of 
frenemies. I have a lot of associates. I have a lot of people that I have these conversations with or I fucking share these experiences with. And I can see that some of them, a lot of them really just like to stand in a comfort zone. Like I have a comfort zone too. Yes. But my comfort zone is for sanity. But I also go out of my comfort zone. Like I only, you know what I'm saying? Like me going to school is out of my comfort zone. And you see how like I'm navigating through that. It's not, but it's something that I want to do because I want to become better. I'm not going to avoid this shit. Uh, da, 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 da. But a lot of people will just sit in their comfort zones and wonder why things aren't changing. It's because you're not putting yourself in an uncomfortable situation to get that change, bro. You know what I'm saying? You can't make it to class at 845 if you keep going to bed at three to four. At some point, you're going to have to get uncomfortable and say, I'm going to miss out on something. But I'm also going to gain sleep. So let me go to sleep earlier. Fuck staying up. Let me take my pills earlier. Something that is being uncomfortable. Ugh, I'm going to sleep like an old nigga. Yuck. But hey, I got to wake the fuck up like a, a, you know what I'm saying? Like a responsible person. So something got to give. Right. Fuck that game. Or whatever. So it's like you got to put you. I got to You got to put yourself in a situation where you're uncomfortable about something to change it sometimes. You can't, uh, if I was like, eh, whatever, fuck it, I'm late, I'm getting paid anyways, I'm better than every motherfucker in this class, I'm richer than half of these niggas, da 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 then I'd probably be a shitty person. But I'm like, bro, what the fuck, I'm the one nigga that needs to set this example, I don't want nobody in class to think that they can't rely on me, I personally want to make it to this class because I want to feel good about myself throughout the day, and da 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 so... Comfort zone will will make you feel kind of weird. And that's good. Sometimes that weird feeling, like having those conversations, being uncomfortable, talking to your roommate. Let's say you and your roommate been beefing and you don't talk about it. Uncomfortable situation is, hey, can we have a conversation about this, please? Because this is like making me not like you anymore. And we live together and I feel like we just need to have this conversation now and be adults. And then that other person not only receives it, but like, gives feedback and changes a little bit because the whole time the conversation was really just to keep two people or three people or four people in a respectful, you know what I'm saying, realm and shit. Now they better for it. Now respect is is there more. It's not expected. It's talked about. A lot of things happen when you get into an uncomfortable stage and a lot of it is probably better than what you think it is. I was just talking to one of the mushroom twins the other day about avoiding demons and shit like nigga you've been avoiding these demons like yeah i know i can put it off i can wait like how about you think you avoiding something that you think is going to be so bad but what if this demon that you face says two bad things and eight good things y'all just focus on oh my god it might say this and that okay but you might be missing out on shit that you're not even thinking about right now you already know what the nigga gonna say so what's the problem with it that was deep as fuck i don't think you caught that one if you're scared about some shit that you, if you're avoiding something, that means you already know it's there. Like, the, it's there. You know, you could do about it. You could keep avoiding it or you can address it. But avoiding it is not going to make it disappear nine out of ten times. It might disappear for the moment. It might disappear and become bigger and you don't see it no more because it's not that one thing, but it's something completely bigger. But if you already know what it is, why be so scared? Just take that shit on the chin, B. All right, what else? Because I feel like, oh, we at 38. Microdosing. I'm just randomly reading some shit. Microdosing. I have been microdosing lately, and it's been great. I have been telling other people about it. Um, and this is with psilocybin and other mushrooms. But, you know, microdosing definitely... I can immediately tell you off rip, I feel improved mood, reduced anxiety, enhanced creativity from time to time, uh, increased energy. And that's also with my manicness and ADHD-ness. It's like a little bit more focused, you know what I'm saying? And that's comparing to like Adderall and all those other things that I constantly take because the VA is listening. Um, improved relationships. I guess all those other things come into tie. I'm reading something right now. These are not things that are off the top of my head. Like, damn, this nigga really standing by it. I'm reading something, but it's something that I'm standing beside because I, I'm associating these things. Emotional processing. Sure, I can emotionally process things. I feel like 
I don't like sitting on things and I don't like things to stew inside of me and I don't like going and talking about motherfuckers to other people. I would rather go address the issues with them. And if I initially address an issue with you and you're not picking this shit up, that might be your last time talking to me, nigga. You feel me? Because <laughs> I ain't finna be doing that too often. Like, I feel like as an adult, getting uncomfortable talking about something that you already caused, that you now have avoided. Like, hey, the reason why we acting like this right now is because you did something. You changed. You da 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 da. Just know I always been here. You know what I'm saying? Type shit. I also hate when people say, I'm sorry you feel that way. I feel like that's an asshole way to say, yeah, I hear you, but, you know, that's how you feel. Sorry. Sorry. Sorry that's how you feel versus actually accepting and opening up what somebody's actually saying. You know what I'm saying? That's some white girl shit. <laughs> sorry you feel that way. Yeah, well, sorry to you too, bitch. <laughs> and actually, it wasn't even a female who said, sorry you feel this way recently for me to have this conversation. It was a whole cracker nigga. You feel me? So, but microdosing definitely has put me into a different perspective and more aware of a more positive approach to things. Now, I have some other ones that I'm about to be trying. Some I have some lion's mane that I'm about to be trying and some ashwagandha that I'm going to be trying as well. Um, so I'm gonna let you know how those are. I know lion's mane. Well, I'm a Leo, so that shit just already sounds attractive. <laughs> Lion's mane? How much? But I know lion's mane is supposed to help with cognitive functions, um, mood, and mental health, which that's what I'm all about. I'm a moody, mental health-ass nigga. Um, digestive health, anti-inflammatory effects, um, yeah, and all types of other stuff that right now it would sound very crazy for me to say because I don't know what the fuck that shit means. <laughs> so, yeah. And then more me every day. I feel like that ties into my whole schoolboy Remy spiel that I was just talking about. Like just growth. Every day that passes, I'm more into myself than I was the day before. You know what I'm saying? Like I say, like people are like a lot of people like when I go out say like, hey man, like oh man, you're refreshing or da 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 da. This is like I, I, thank you. But you have to understand that is just me really trying the hardest to really be me. I'm not trying to be nobody else. I try to be other people by suppressing my thoughts or da-da-da-da-da or da-da-da-da-da. So now it's like me just being more comfortable with, hey, this is what you think, say it. Or, hey, this is what you think, find a new way to, you know what I'm saying? Like, just, just going through the motions and all that stuff. So that's more me every day, and I, I, I appreciate that. Um, We talked about, what is this, white people being hard to define their, yeah. It's hard for white people to define what white culture is. Because they've, they've just been the majority. And we've been learning about that in class. Like the difference between majority and minority groups. And why a lot of people in majority groups are ignorant to the groups in itself. It's because they're already in that group of minority. Of minorityism. In it. Huh? Yeah? Minorityisms? That ain't a word now. <laughs> we ain't finna slide that one. I don't know where I'm supposed to put that word. But you know what the words I'm trying to say is. But we were talking about that. And I thought that was funny. That white people. Yeah. How do you define white culture huh well we see things we like and we make it better yeah that's what we do we um we're it that's about it we have the most money we have the most power and that's where it lies and that's kind of extreme obviously all white people do not think this way so don't think that i'm just just extreme racist guy <laughs> <laughs> I could sound like it and I could see how somebody would say that, but it's just because I just say things that, hey, it's just facts <laughs> or my opinion. Everything that I say is not a fact. <laughs> it is just a strong opinion of mine sometimes. And some people take them shits as facts and, hey, that's good. They, oh, yeah, he got to know what he's talking about. Sometimes it really just be a strong opinion for real. So do your own research and know what the fuck you talk about first. Um deodorant and wallet so talking about improvements and stuff like this week one through three i think i did better on this last week and so far this week i'm doing great but my wallet and my deodorant were two things i was constantly fumbling the bag with i was either forgetting my deodorant and going to class like hmm. my arms feel a lot hotter than they usually do and being like oh my god nigga you did not put deodorant on 
oh shit, you gotta minimize your presence, bro. You can't be that nigga. If a nigga smell, oh god, yeah, that old dirty smelling guy. <laughs> but I don't stink, obviously, because I smell fresh than a bitch, or I have marijuana auras. But just forgetting the deodorant, or like I was saying about like when I ran into that trash ass coast guard motherfucker. I didn't have my wallet, but I think I've been doing a lot better. It's just getting back into the groove of things like just leaving the house always creates a major rush of anxiety and all that stuff like that. All right. The blunt's getting low. I've probably got like two more things to talk about. So this one thing I was reading, I, write, I wrote down is stop treating these. This shit sounds crazy, but I will explain. It's just how I wrote it down. All right. So bear with me. <laughs> Stop treating these lower scale people like they Michelin star. Treat them like the fast food they are. Mm. Damn. Sometimes we over romanticize or we gas something that is not even capable of holding that much gas in its tank. You feel me? <laughs> Sometimes you treat that gordita crunch like it's ruth chris and that's crazy bro like whoa 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 this is just a drunk night of taco bell all right we're not gonna put too much uh energy and effort into this all right i might wake up and throw the rest of that shit away <laughs> a lot of times we do this or we might do the opposite we might treat something of great value like it's just any and anything. You know what I'm saying? A lot of niggas do that shit to me. Treat me like I'm just some regular ass nigga. <laughs> well, hey, fellow human being. I ain't no fellow human being, bitch. You better recognize, nigga, I'm a little bit special. Er, hey, my eyes twinkle a little bit different. Don't you see? Mm, I see me more than y'all see yourselves a little bit. So don't just treat me like I'm regular. Don't approach my energy as you would approach a regular person's energy because I'm not giving you regular person energy. Well, sometimes I do, but you know who do I'm, you know what I'm saying? When I over exuberate and I, you know, extend my time and that's that ethro ethnocentrism or whatever thing that they was talking about. They, me was talking about the other day about your way is the right way. And that's what sounds like I'm saying right now. <clears throat> but anyways, I'm going to talk about one more thing and this is going to be the most important thing that i feel like i need to get off of my chest you feel me so and this is the title of this one that i wrote it's just i just wrote inhumane humane society right so um as we all know i co-parent mango i mean i have um primary responsibilities right now <laughs> but at some point at some point mango it's gonna be hard for me to even say this shit because I ugh. at some stupid point, I guess, right? At some weird hypothetical point, Mango's mom might want to maybe have her sleep over at her place, right? And as dumb as that shit sounds, like who the why the fuck would Mango want to do that? It's right, and there's nothing wrong with it. Now, I had a moment of anxiety the other night. And I had night terrors and I woke up from a dream of having no animal. Of course, Mango was there. Like, damn, what the fuck's wrong with you, nigga? Like, nah, you don't even know, bruh. <sighs> so then I got on the Humane Society and I looked for an animal. And nine out of ten times I go on that website, I don't like any of those dogs. Like, yet another pit bull. Wow. But I saw this cute male dog. A little smaller than Mango. A little... Very close to Mango. You know what I'm saying? Very close attributes. You know, same teddy bear, cute looking, whatever. Brown dog named Fox. And I was like, I like this nigga. I could see this nigga running around the house. You know what I'm saying? I could see Mango and this nigga being cool and shit like that. So... In my moment of like, I felt like listening to the universe. I'm like, damn, I'm glad I got on this shit. I'm going to go to the Humane Society tomorrow. 
I was telling Maddie about it and shit like that. <clears throat> I told some other people, and it's funny because some people were like, why? What did Maddie say? <laughs> like, she didn't say anything. <laughs> I had a dream. And that is what motivated me to go to the Humane Society. I had a dream that one day I woke up and Mango wasn't there, and I can't have that because you know what? Mango is not just mine. That's where the whole thing came from. So in order to fix this dream and make it only a dream and not a nightmare type shit is to resume my pursuit for another animal still. So I tried. I went to the Humane Society. I was kicking up with a little nigga. You know what I'm saying? Me and homie was tight. We was cool. I was there for like an hour and a half, two hours with him. But there was just a lot of things that were going through my head, bro. It was too soon. You know what I'm saying? I needed a little bit of assistance. I didn't want to take on these two dogs right then and there at this time without Mango. First of all, wait a minute. I'm missing a whole part. Hold the phone. That's because my blunt went out. Hold on. This story is inaccurate. <laughs> Hold on. Mm -mm. First of all, when I got out of class, I was ready to go, bruh. Right? Me and Mango hopped up in the whip. We went to the Humane Society. Like, all right, let's go find us this little nigga and we gonna sniff this nigga out and we gonna see what the fuck is up with him, right? Cool. We went there. These two hot-ass fucking... When I say hot, I mean temperature-wise. Hot-ass volunteers sitting there. A guy and a girl. And I'm like, hey, I'm here to see Fox. And they're like, oh, well, Fox is in the adoption center. Um, are you here with anybody else? No. Oh, well... You can't go in there with your dog. I said, what? Yeah, your dog can't go in the adoption center. So unless you have somebody, I was like, well, can you guys like watch her real quick so I can just go see the dog? And like, can, is there any way you guys can help? And then the girl who's doing some bullshit on the computer, she like turns her head to the side and, and says something to him, which she could have just added to the conversation because he asked her like, hey, is it OK if we she's like, no, we can't do that. Like, wow, way to put the pressure on the kid, bitch. Fuck, he's like, oh, yeah, no. And then he was like, you can leave her in the car. Mind you, it's hotter than a bitch. I, when I turned my car off, if I could remember, my AC was on three, and that's rare, nigga. You feel me? So it was hot, and me and Mango black. So, whoa. Second of all, humane society, what? You advising motherfuckers to leave their animals in hot cars? It's crazy. But just the energy that they gave me was just like, ugh, well, whatever, you know, you know the types. You know the motherfuckers who volunteer and they do these jobs, but they're really not helpful. They're more miserable as shit. And they treat you like they better than you because you're there looking for something to keep you happy or some shit. And they already got theirs. They're just there to make sure these dogs don't die. Like, well, I'm fuck all these dogs. I'm just here to find one, bitch. <laughs> but it's like, ugh, I never liked this. And I talked about this in my last episode. I hate people with shitty customer service, bro. Like, you're at the Humane Society. Bitch, how about you have a little bit better attitude? The fuck? Talking to niggas sideways and shit. How about you look at motherfuckers? This nigga got a whole animal here. Look at, read the situation, bro. And really look into some shit. Well, hold on. Before, like, if you, if you live far or something and you're the only person here and you want to look at this animal, are you planning on taking this animal home? Well, yes. That's why I brought my dog here so we could sniff this nigga out and see. It wouldn't really take too much long. You know what I'm saying? I could tell you right now, I don't like y'all. <laughs> that didn't take too long. Shit. Give a nigga a little bit. So they were just like, oh, well, you know, you could go park your car somewhere with some shade. I was like, I'm not doing that. And I walked away. And what I did, I rarely do. I dropped Mango off and I came back. Because I, like I said, I had this fucking dream, bro. And I woke up and I was crying, nigga. And I went online and I was like, bro, I need to go on this humane society and look at this animal because da 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 everything is right. She has every right. Possibilities, all that shit. Cool. So I come back and I walk right past those motherfuckers. <laughs> I go find the next working motherfucker. <laughs> Excuse me, can I? Can you help me find Fox? Like, I made it look like I, I, I didn't need help. but I walked right past him like I knew where the fuck I was going, but I didn't. I just knew I wasn't going to go to them. <laughs> Walk right past him. Like, all right, let me see the next motherfucking one of these fucking humane society shirts. I was like, hey, I'm looking. And I was like, she's like, oh, yeah, Fox is over there to the left. And as I was walking, why I see this nigga in Doghouse 3 looking at me? I don't know. 
Oh, hold on, Fox, is that you? What the hell are you doing over here, boy? <laughs> so then I'm like, wait a minute. I totally could have brought my aunt. These motherfuckers, the dog's not even where they said the dog is. They moved this nigga away from where he was at. So then I'm, I'm over there making eye contact and playing with the nigga. And then one of the ladies come over. She's like, oh, my God, I did not realize that Fox was over here. Why did they put you over here? She's like, oh, he's been here for three days. It's rare. I'm like, all right, cool. All of that is cool. Whatever. Can I walk him? Nigga's attractive. Nigga got good energy. You know what I'm saying? Nigga's ears was nice. That's a big passable thing. You're, as a dog, to be in my house, your ears have to be foldable. And not that flappy fold fuck shit, neither. Strong folds. You know what I'm saying? Mango medium fold, but, you know, she get away with it. <laughs> But, so I'm spending mad time with this dog, and the more time I spend with this animal is the more people are seeing the connection, and is the more people are humanizing me, and now they're approaching me with, oh my god, you guys, oh, look at that, you guys are so cute, are you thinking about taking them home, yeah? Well, yeah, I'm thinking about it, but there's a couple things that I also need to think about to rationalize this decision. You know what I'm saying? And I was like sitting there like, hey, is there a way, and then I was like, so what's the, what's the, what's the, what's the 411 on this dog? And, you know, they were like, oh, found from this place, blah, 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 friendly, suggest not. Do you have kids? No. Easy. Too easy. I don't got no fucking kids. Like, okay, kind of bites. I'm like, mm, I'm thinking like, if this nigga bite one of my shoes up, I'm going to beat that nigga the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. So like, at least I know this nigga bite already. So now it's on me. Right? <laughs> I wasn't going to beat him up. All right? Ah, it depends on the shoe. <laughs> or Mango would definitely fall. Like, yo, my nigga, you're not supposed to be doing that kind of shit. You know how he valued his kicks, bruh? Mango would handle that. Mango's a very authoritative dog. She a bully for real. Like, real talk, Mango is a bully. She will take your toys and assemble them in front of you or in front of her and dare you to come grab one of them. Big ass dog, she be picking on all the time and shit. I love that shit. She she too friendly with these fucking humans. That's her problem right there. She need to take that same dog energy and use it against some of these humans. You know what I'm saying? Take they shit and dare them niggas to come get it. Yeah, oh my God, did your dog just take my wallet? Yep. <laughs> Good luck getting it back. I can't either. I don't want to get bit. So shit, I mean, I can see if I can get you like an ID back out of it, but money for sure, she keep it. <laughs> No, but, so I had this connection, right? I'm sitting there with this dog, and I call Maddie up, and I'm asking her, you know, I was like, bro, if this is the thing, or you, like, this is something that, like, this about to, like, this is the next chapter type shit, da-da-da-da-da, cool, but I'm like, you know what? I owe it to Mango to at least be introduced to this nigga before I bring this nigga into her holy mode. And also, this is a male dog, which I'm kind of against. Because them niggas be pissing a little bit more than these hoes be pissing. These hoes. What? Than these female dogs be pissing. Come on, bro. Fix yourself. So, it was just a lot of things that I was thinking about. I was being respectful to not just myself, but to Mango, because she is primary top G dog. You know what I'm saying? She is the number one emotional support animal for me. So everything that we was going to be picking would have had to have been clear with me and her and her. Yeah, Mango was the only one who hadn't had to say. She knew he was going there. But she's like, damn, this nigga just took me home and dropped me off. Like, what the fuck? What kind of weird shit is that? What kind of weird shit is this nigga up to, bruh? At least I know I ain't getting dropped off. But shit, why, why take me there and take me back home? And then, like, what kind of weird shit is that? I'm finna sniff this nigga when he get home. Best believe it. So whatever. I was like, all right, cool. The dog got to get shots tomorrow. Is there any way that I could pay for the adoption and all this stuff and then just come back tomorrow? They're like, uh, yeah, no. Mind you, one of these ladies said, if you really like the dog, you can literally just try and pay for it right now and then come and get it tomorrow after the shots, yeah? Hmm, this is something you guys have done before. But not to a nigga! Y'all ain't finna do it for me. Oh, no. And that's fine. So, they, so I went and I made an appointment. Now, making this appointment was not easy. I go back and say, hey, can I make a meet and greet tomorrow? Because now I waited so long that it was only like an hour left at the Humane Society. I was like, if a nigga comes in this hour, they deserve this nigga. 
right? So I set up an appointment for a meet and greet. I was like, I'd really like, I want this dog, but I really want my other dog to like meet this dog first. And I can probably see if I can bring somebody like, oh, you don't need to bring somebody. We can help you with that. What? Bitch. Initially, when I came here with my animal, y'all did not say y'all could help me with shit. Like, oh, yeah, we usually do the meet and greet. So y'all couldn't have said, are you trying to do a meet and greet with the animal right now? Um, yes, bro. So I was so upset. Like, yo, y'all could have there was opportunities for this to have been a lot smoother. Initially, I didn't have to leave with my dog. One of y'all could have went and grabbed the dog, put us in that little fucking uh, Greek cage. Ten minutes. Nigga, it takes a couple minutes to see if dogs like each other. Mango, especially. A couple sniffs here. A stand over you there. A run around you there, nigga. Yeah, yeah, let's see. Test this nigga out. Yeah, yeah, run that nigga through the wire, Mango. Let's see what this nigga about, cuz. None of that. So it's like I associated them with the type of people that like to help people. Like, you know, them fucking negative-ass nurses. Those shitty-ass first responder-ass motherfuckers. Those negative cops, those shitbags in uniform that don't fucking care about shit, including themselves. I put those people in this blanket of negativity and playing God. Like you're so caught up in your shit that you forget your position and why you even started and working at this job and what this job and it means and the mission of humane society in the first place. Like clearly this motherfucker has a, a you know what I'm saying, a bond with this animal and clearly it is a responsible thing for this person to say, hey, I just brought a dog that y'all seen and y'all sent me back. No point was there like, you know, hold on. Let's see if, like, hold on. Let me get one of our workers and grab the dog. Like, nothing. I take that shit and I see it and there's two things that I do with it. One, I'm a nigga. That's why they doing that. Of course, I have to do that. That makes only sense because the world is colored. Hmm. Big, strong nigga coming up here. You know what I'm saying? With no dog now. Looking like... Mike Vick, probably. <laughs> oh, my God. What's he going to do to this dog? No. We can't have it happen. But, like, even when I was trying to make the appointment, which I didn't even finish saying, I tried to make the appointment for the meet and greet for the next day, for Friday. Because I went on a Thursday now, I remember. I said, okay, well, and then she tried it like, oh, mm, for some reason it's not working in the computer. Hold on one second. And I'm like, oh, yeah. And she's like, yeah, for some reason this one's not working. So I'm thinking these niggas already did something. So she's like, I'll write it down on paper, but check the website. Cause if the website says display not available, then the dog's gone and don't come. Literally what she said. I said, wow. Okay. Thank you. Hopefully I'll see you fuckers tomorrow. I went and I refreshed that, refreshed that bitch for a couple hours that night. Let it go. I woke up at nine 30. I hit the refresh. Display not available. Journey over with the nigga. You feel me? But I felt some type of way about it because I feel like they were not as helpful as they could have been. I did nothing wrong in that situation. They was I, I was supposed to have my dog to have the meet and greet. Just because I didn't say, hey, can I have a meet and greet right away for them not to click like, oh, well, the meet and greet involves us bringing a dog to see your dog in the cage, which is a couple steps away from you. You know, just all types of shit that these fuckers, man. And I can see my villain story. I have a couple chapters. But (laughs) this is where my upbringing and my accountability and, you know, my resilience and all this shit comes from, because it just makes me a stronger person. I know how to address these situations more now. Maybe I'll go a couple more times and they'll fall in love with me and then I'll shit on them. Huh? How about that? Then I'll buy a dog <laughs> from birth. I'll genetically create one because somehow these niggas at the Humane Society hate when you buy a dog. Don't buy a dog. Rescue one. But when you see a nigga trying to rescue one, are you trying to help him? Fuck no. Oh, yeah. If you don't get it today, somebody else might. Okay, I get that. But I'm not just saying I'm coming back in a couple of days. I'm coming tomorrow with my dog because y'all told me I couldn't bring my dog today. Oh, you can about your dog. <laughs> what? So anyways, I let that shit go. You know, I, I, I simmered over it. it. It did hit me a little bit, 
You know what I'm saying? It was just humans not situational awareness for sure was not there. And just like it was just more disgusting towards my last 30 minutes there of all the women coming over and telling me how much we looked like a, a good couple. Like, oh, my God, you dogs, are, you guys, you dogs, you and that dog look so good. Oh, my God. you I know you're thinking about it now. You've been here for a long time. Oh, my God. So cute. Yeah. So wonderful. So meow, meow, meow. Look at you guys. It looks like he likes you so much. Aww. Bitch, dogs love me, ho. <laughs> The fuck you would have saw that if I was able to bring my own dog here. But you niggas shunned us. Maybe I shouldn't be looking for these black and brown dogs. Maybe I should get me one of them white dogs. You know what I'm saying? Y'all treat us a little bit different. That's a joke. <laughs> but anyways, it's been an hour and some change. And it's Monday. Um, Hopefully we have a good week, man. You know what I'm saying? I'm going to put this on wax right now. Uh, I have no outro. My intro is my outro. So... You don't know me, you better get to know me. Stand up to right next to Kobe. A young G, I had the weapon on me. Slice up work like pepperoni. The police still arrest the homies. No statement, no testimony. Spit in your face with extra bogey. It's my time, I don't flex a rolling on cloud nine, a man's extra cozy.